Well, here we go again. Hey, Nick. I kind of want to be more than friends. Oh, (laughs) take it easy on me. I'm afraid you're never satisfied. There's no chance I will remember any more lyrics. (laughs) It starts again. Here we go again. Come on. And then it talks about cannibalism. Which makes the most sense. That that would be the direction I would think to <laughs> well, go. Well, yeah. If you're not satisfied, you're obviously a cannibal. There's no in-between. As far as I know, that is correct because I don't know enough to prove that you're wrong. Well, now I think you're a cannibal. But regardless, welcome in, everybody. This is Totem Talks Season 4, Episode 18. And it is an episode that we are going that, to produce. Yeah. I've heard that it is an episode. Um I remember that I wrote notes for an episode. <laughs> and you will be reading them for the first time. Uh, pretty much. Yeah, so this was a week that happened and existed, and we will be discussing it. Um, but first, I would like to thank you all for your continued support and, dare I say, devotion to us here at Totem Talks. Mayhaps. I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping they're devoted to us, because we sure. are devoted to them. That is undoubted. <laughs> that is very undoubted. I'll tell you what, I'll let you in on a little behind-the-scenes stuff. We are recording this right after the April episode for the year interview came out, which you should check right. out. Yes, um, Oh, I'm sorry, we're recording it the day it came out, sorry. The yeah, day right. it came out. Well, uh, I just listened to it on my ride home from work, so it feels nice, like nice. it's just after it. Yeah. Um, so last night I was editing it, because we record them much closer to release date than... The podcast. The other episodes, yeah. The podcast, we have a couple episodes banked just in case one of us gets, you know, sick or we have a gig dies. that robs us one of our voices, things like that. <laughs> yeah, or ties, I guess. We we'll just die. keep going, though. We'll just, we'll figure something out. Well, yeah. I have enough recorded audio we, of both of us. I was going to say, exactly. We've said enough different words that we'll make something happen. Dude, are, are you aware that that is what they did with Val Kilmer? No. So Val Kilmer apparently had throat cancer and has lost his voice completely. And they have built him like a like a Stephen Hawking device that is his exact voice based on all the films he's been in. Well, if that has taught me anything, it's to make sure that as many of your words as possible have been recorded somewhere. Yeah, which we're doing a great job of. <laughs> yeah, we're nailing it. <laughs> we're doing a great job of that. Um, but anyway, back to what I was saying. Talking about devotion and dedication. I had completely fallen asleep. I was asleep last night. Me too. And I woke up at like oh, I didn't do that. 12 o'clock and was like, oh, man, I didn't edit that episode. And I was like, it's only a 20-minute episode. I'll do it. And I got up Good and did you. it. I got up Good and edited it. You. And I scheduled it to be published like four and a half hours before it went out. I am proud. Yeah. So hopefully everybody likes that series and, and listens to it because otherwise- Agreed. I've done a lot of work for nothing. And I stayed up late. Yeah? Actually, no, I didn't even stay up late. I woke up in the middle of the night. Fair. (sighs) But anyway, thank you for listening and, you know, commenting and using the hashtag Totem Talks and leaving positive reviews, (coughs) Thorby, and uh, hopefully you continue to do those things. And without further adieu, Nick, why don't you tell our dedicated fans who we are doing today? We are starting things off with Neon Trees, and then we're moving right along to Lenny Kravitz, and then we will round things out with Creed again, and <laughs> exactly. by that I mean, I mean Alter Bridge. Truer words have never been spoken, but we will get to that. Uh, I will start with Neon Trees. So, 
Neon Trees is an American rock band from Provo, Utah, and they have been active since 2005 to the present day. So they uh, they were they kind of achieved their beginnings of success in 2008 when they opened for the North American tour for the Killers, mm-hmm. which you know is a totem is a banana banana. Very good. You know, <laughs> I want to let you, you know. Don't have to, you don't have to. I want to let you know. Uh huh. That they're not even next to each other with the way I have my iPad oriented. I just wanted to press 55. Good for you. I pressed it for our sound check and was like, I miss it. It's a great, it's a great number. It's a great, it's a great one. It's, it's a the great best number. part it's of that button. song. I agree because it's not good to listen to otherwise. Um, but yeah, so our, our discography that we went through for Neon Trees, we started with Habits, their debut album from 2010. We followed that up with, surprisingly, Pop Psychology. From 2014, right. and then we wrapped it up with "I Can Feel You Forgetting Me" from 2020, and that's that. Uh, I got. I'm gonna yep. go first. Go for it. I'm gonna do it. I'm just lead us right in. So, this is an alt rock new wave group, uh, which is a little makes me a little apprehensive. It could easily be bad, and I don't think it's bad. I think. It's just extremely similar to itself the whole way mm-hmm. through. The only song that has a little bit of difference on it is Animal, which is the is song that the blew hit, up yeah. for them. It like Animal is the song that really put Neon Trees on the map, and that is the song we were quoting in the beginning of this episode. Was it? It was. <laughs> I, I still can't figure out the difference between Animal and Everybody Talks. They're the they're, same they're song in my head. Similar. I cannot get... I can't I can't separate. Nick, them. let me put it to you this way. I listened to both and was like, oh, we should mash these up. And then I went, no, <laughs> oh, wait. it's the same. <laughs> it's not fun. Right. Like when we mash up Chasing Cars and Every Breath You Take, it's fun because they're, they're different. different. They're not the this same. This would song. just be people wouldn't understand that it, were di- it was different. Right. Yeah. I mean, I you could <laughs> literally sing half of each of those songs in one three minute period. And I would not even realize that you had changed over. <laughs> sure. That's completely fair. Um, but here's the thing. It's not bad. It's, that's kind of the best thing I can say. It's just, it's an extremely forgettable album other than Animal. Like, Sins of My Youth, Your Surrender, these were all really, 1983, they all have their moments, but it's like an interesting mix. Like, when I say it's new wave mixed with alt rock, it is very, like, 80s new wave mixed with... 2010s alt rock sure but there's such like a juxtaposition between those two genres that every song ends up sounding similar because it just has two distinct parts to it and they're singing in similar keys they're they're playing in similar keys so it's not even like they're super varied in that sense it was just very samey to me although i will say um a decent voice at times tyler glenn Mm -hmm. i agree with that he's he's not bad at at all singing and i think he has moments particularly he has a really interesting range Mm. so he gets high without sounding screechy sure yeah um although i think it kind of hurts at times when he stays lower because there's not a lot of dynamics in his lower range Mm. and that's what i will say yeah, I mean, I have very little else to add. I mean, I think a lot of the critical reviews compared them in this um, in this album to The Killers, 
which, which I think is, a is poor fair. Comparison, though. No, I think it's totally fair in in terms of the musical style that they go after, where it's alternative rock, but it's also like heavily influenced by synthy new wave stuff, just like the Killers. They're from that part of the country, right? They're from Utah. The Killers formed in Las Vegas. Like they ended up starting their career opening for them. I think it makes a lot of sense. The Killers are probably the most influential group on this band and the music that they record. Yeah, I'm saying it's a But we just did The Killers last week, and they are a lot better. That's what I mean when I say (laughs) it's a poor comparison. I mean, like, it doesn't shine a positive light on Beyond Trees. Exactly. That's the shame of it. Because they're not even bad. Like, Right. I didn't even dislike this record. It was just there. Yeah. You know, it was just there. And, you know, I could hear all the killer stuff clear as day in it. And I was just thinking, especially after having done them last week, I would just rather listen to the killers. Like, the killers are just a better band. Um, And when we get to pop psychology, I mean, not much changes. It's not that different from their first record. I would say they're leaning further into the synth pop and out of the alternative rock on this record. Sure. Um, And it's not... It's not even close to the worst that you're going to get with synth pop. Oh, no, not at all. But it definitely, I think, deserves the middling reviews that it got pretty much uh, all over. Like, it's again, it's another record that to me was just there. Like, it was noise that I heard at the time, (laughs) and it was fine. It was pleasant enough. I wasn't upset by it. But I, I couldn't sing back to you one of these songs if my life depended on it. I mean, from this album, absolutely. Yeah, no, no chance. And and I, the nicest thing I can say is I, I do feel for sure that it accomplished what it set out to do, right? Like a generally pleasant sounding, very pop heavy uh, group of songs that are dance friendly and that are radio friendly, because that's I'm sure what the the goal was in writing this album. Uh, like I guess they could be a lot of fun at the time if that's what you were into, um, but outside of the context of like wanting something that you could dance to on the radio, you pretty much just instantly forget what happened. Yeah. And, and here's what I'll say. There was a definitive attempt by Tyler Glenn here uh, to, I'm trying to, there's a definitive attempt here to write with a deeper meaning lyrically. You can see that if you look at the lyrics if you look at text me in the morning, sleeping with a friend, unavoidable, foolish behavior, like if you read the lyrics to them, because I started reading some of these reviews after I listened to the album and had very similar opinions to you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, they're talking about more depth than I heard. Let me dive a little bit deeper than just normally I pick up deeper lyrics in the moment. Like that's the thing I'm listening for. Yeah. And Neon Trees just doesn't do a good job of accentuating the deeper lyrical meanings. So what you're left with is a pleasant pop sound with a little bit of the synth underlay, very similar to their first album in terms of a similar sound throughout. But there's tr- there's an attempt at depth from Tyler Glenn that lyrically is a good thing. I mean, mm-hmm. he's definitely writing about issues and things like that and deep personal situations but there's no word painting. Right. <laughs> like, there's no word painting. It's, it's, I'm trying, it's like if you had Imagine the song, but mm-hmm. like over Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. You right. get none of the emotion behind the lyrics. 
Like, that's what it feels like to me. So sure. I agree with you from a musical standpoint. Like, it's there. It exists. It's pleasant pop. It's dancey pop. Um, and unfortunately for Tyler Glenn, who, I mean, him and Tim uh, Pagnotta, Pagnotta, probably. Right. Um, <laughs> they wrote it all together. So, I mean, I feel bad for him, but also, like, he did it to himself for the most part. He's writing the stuff. He's writing the yeah. lyrics and then also writing the music. And it's just falling flat musically in comparison to the lyrics. Yep. Um, and I'll take us into I Can Feel You Forgetting Me, which I mentioned beforehand is a very fitting title. Yeah, it's perfect. Because, like, I, I, I'm having a hard time remembering specific sounds on this album. It's so similar. What I will say is the alt-rock stuff is gone here. Gone. Uh, so this is strictly new wave synth pop sounds. It is way more heavily geared towards the new wave synth pop sounds than anything else. And I will say from a from a positive standpoint on that, it it makes them a little bit more unique. Just a little bit because they had they had there's a difference here. There's a growth here than there was previously. However, it sounds like it's eighties. It's, sure. It sounds very 1980s, which so there's a growth here to where they've been before. However, it does harken back to a very relatable sound, especially if you're going new wave. Like, if you want to be new wave and then you want to make your stuff 80s inspired, like, sure, I I understand. But, like, that's like saying if you want to be, like, an Irish rock band and you want your whole thing to be based on, like, Dropkick Murphys. Cool, mm-hmm. you can do that, but, like, but everybody then. does that. <laughs> Yeah, there's going to be nothing that stands out. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. Nothing here is, is standing out. Um, and, but again, I will say after reading and doing my research on the second album, lyrically, Tyler Glenn, again, is writing with some depth, some reflection here. Like, there's some stuff going on in, in his life that he is writing about eloquently. However... Yet again, the music just doesn't fit it. And I will say that even in 80s New Wave and things like that, when they were writing about emotional stuff, it felt easier to pick out the emotions to me than it does in mm-hmm. the Andrea stuff. Okay. Um, the title was right on not only because it's a great title, but because like I know I listened to this album. I wrote things down about it. And again, just like the last one, like if you put a gun to my head and sing back one line of one song that you remember from this <laughs> i couldn't do it like all of the songs were the second i heard every second of the song it was in one ear and out together and it was gone immediately like nothing yeah. hooked me uh again it was not unpleasant to listen to but there was just nothing to remember about it nothing to write home about there's nothing special that i could pick out and all of the songs are being co-written by several people with tyler glenn I don't even know what happened to the rest of the band because they don't seem to be involved in the writing at all. The personnel <laughs> only gives credit to producers. Um, so I don't know like, if there's anyone else even like playing on the tracks or if Tyler Green and the producers are going in there and just like middying everything in on a couple of synth pads. And, and I mean, I will say, like, according to all 
material that we have to look at. It's still a four-person band. The band is still together, right? But I'm just wondering, like, when we had Imagine Dragons, I'm like, is there anyone other than the singer who's still doing th- something <laughs> right. that's involved in this group? And <clears throat> now, I left this album thinking the same thing. Like, is there anyone other than Tyler Glenn who's involved in the songwriting process or who has anything to do with how Neon Tree's albums sound? Did you get at all that this was a breakup album? I, no. Okay, that's... That's fair. I just, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm asking. No, I, cool. I remember nothing about this record. Well, let's that, grade I'm relying it. entirely let's grade on my it notes. and it's the crazy. rest of them. Okay. So, um, cultural impact. They are a two-hit wonder as of now. That is accurate. Uh, two hits, two, you know, pretty popular songs for sure. Uh, Both went multi-platinum, uh, sailing as individual. Is there anything up. you can think of that would put them over that minimum two threshold? No, there's not. Okay, then a two it is. Fantastic. Breadth of work. There are four records here. Yes. And I think uh, whatever four records is, is is what it is. Sure, and that's exactly right. Because there's so nothing. There's... I mean, like, there was some single sales, but there are no uh, certifying record sales. I won't hurt them on sales because their singles showed up for them. Um, right. And the music is, is in existence. It exists. It does it exist. So, so four out of six. Four out of six, so two thirds of the way to five. What does that put us in the high threes? Yeah, that's fine. Three Let's seven. Let's go with a three seven. That sounds great. Close enough. Close enough, indeed. <coughs> uh, instrumental talent. I mean, I think the vocals could be good at times. There was yeah. nothing special else happening. Like it was all. It all felt kind of simple. It felt like the instruments were getting stripped away throughout. Like yeah, I don't. I, I don't have. I think this, despite vocals that I think were generally above average, I don't think that pulls the rest of this band score there because of how no. little else we are offered. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to be honest with you. I distinctly noticed the lack of any moment. Yeah. And yeah. I, that's a below average thing for me. I agree. And you know what? I've just been thinking we've been really going high on instrumental talent lately. I think this I whole agree. season, and I don't know if this whole season has just been strong in terms of like nothing but instrumental talent, or if we need to like reassess. And remember, we're talking about professional musicians here, so like you gotta at least show something just to be at the average. And this yeah, is maybe like a group that's, that. Uh, listen, I have I have argued my points for instrumental talent before, and yeah, like I think that. There's been plenty of times when we've gone too high or too low. You know, we've we've hit our we've missed our mark a couple times. This is a band that's below average. <clears throat> so 100%. Uh that's clear. I mean, they're not actively bad, but Nope. And the vocals are good. And so I think that prevents them from going much lower than yeah. like 4. I think what has happened to us, mm-hmm. to be clear, is not that we are forgetting their professional musicians. But we're remembering that Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum is a professional group as well. Like, yeah, I mean, we've there definitely got some weak stuff. There are artists who are like, "Wow, they if they classify themselves as professional musicians, and we're giving them a score, our our scales have to shift because we can play you know, like this group can play instruments, unlike that other group. This group can have vocals, a vocalist that sounds like a human being. Sure, it really skews the scale." Yeah, just like I think we had that issue with uh, poetic talent before too, where our yeah. we went from, everything was just so bad that we yeah. yeah we went from being such sticklers because it was like I I want to be moved I want moments of movement sure. I want to feel the emotional journey you're going through to like you didn't actively insult me ten 
Right. I know. Like, well, that's how that's how things You're not limp biscuit 10, 12. Right. That's that's normal though. I yeah, mean, exactly. But um, I want to give them a 4. How do you feel about a 4? I'm okay with a 4. Is that I okay? think a 4 works. Cuz I think if you're going um, too far down, you should be like hearing disappointment. Right. There should be nothing that works or things that are actively right. bad. But yeah. Uh, songwriting talent, I mean, again, it's four records. None of the music was actively bad, but, God, it's just so repetitive, and yes. there's nothing special about it. I mean, I think this would have to be a below-the-average score for four records. Agreed. Um, just because Even though there's it two all runs together. big hits involved. Like, it's, yeah, it's right, very, but, I, but the again, two we talked about song. it at, at length, how we can't even hear the difference between them. So. Yeah. If we would say about a 3.7 would be the average for four albums, I'd be comfortable giving them like a three-ish. I will give them even less than a three-ish, a three-even. You got it. <laughs> and I know you had some nice things to say about yes. Poetic Talent, though. So, so it's you... it's a little bit higher for me. Uh, sure. I'd be fine giving him, because it's really just Tyler Glenn, yeah. the average score for in, for lyrical talent, for Poetic Talent. Sure. Because I think that... To to shine, it needs to come. It needs to overpower the weak music, and I don't think it does. But yeah. it definitely feels like while their music is trying to please the masses, their lyrics are you know a little bit more, a that. little bit more depth, a little bit more substance to them. What I would look for from an average group, sure. Like if you're an average like singer songwriter group, and you're writing your own songs. I would expect there to be personal moments in your lyrics, and I think that yeah. Tyler Glenn does that, and it just doesn't shine through the music. Fair enough. So a 3.7 again, and then there is no X factor here unless I am mistaken. I mean, so Trees, should we give them X factor for having some type of relation to the Lorax? Because the Neon now, Trees, I would assume that he's the speaker for the Trees. That is possible, <clears throat> and we are recording this the day before Earth Day. Uh, there we go. So I will, you know Ooh. what? I'm going to give them an entire zero for that, and we'll move on okay. to enough. Lenny Kravitz. Leonard Albert Kravitz is an American singer, songwriter, record producer, multi-instrumentalist, and actor. And he has been active since 1981 to the present day. The three albums we did for Mr. Kravitz were Let Love Rule from 1989. Then we did Five by, from 1998. Which yes was his fifth album. Thank you, Lenny. Yeah, because rarely so many people, do artists yeah. get that number right. So many people mess it up, um, and then we followed it up with Ray's Vibration from 2018. And Nick, my friend, you're up. Okay, then I will go up. Do it. So let me first say this: there are a lot of things that I saw on this record that brought me great excitement. One, Lenny Kravitz does lead and backing vocals and all other instruments that weren't brought in specifically like violins, viola, saxophone. So he's playing pretty much everything else. Very cool. He's doing guitar, bass, drums, piano, all that stuff. The uh, different genres that you get here, at least the way it's listed, funk rock, hard rock, psychedelic soul. I mean, this sounds like it's going to be the best album <coughs> Of all time. <clears throat> like, the stuff that I have talked about loving, rock, oh, funk, yeah. psychedelic, soul music. Playing like all, all your own instruments. That I, love. I mean, it's so cool. Um, It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I'll say. He's not a, necessarily a bad singer, 
But when he gets into the screamy part of his voice, it reminded me of everything I hated about listening to Prince. You know who that, Those horrible screams. Oh, my God. You know what the problem is with Lenny? And I'll let you finish your whole thing. Lenny Kravitz is a decent R&B singer who refuses to sing R&B. Yeah. Like, like right. whenever he has his moments where it's kind of R&B-ish at times, like the softer side of funk, when it kind of melds into that R&B nature, he sounds okay, but any other time, it's like, woof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'd like to actually, you know who our favorite person is to quote is Robert Crisco. So his review of this was, for a black Jewish Christian married to Lisa Bonet, who over, over, overdubbed his Hendrix Beatles hybrid himself, it's not bad. <laughs> but that's a lot of marketing to live down. Oh, and like, I get it. Like, you know, I mean, some of it was Prince inspired, but also the idea that he was definitely into pop rock like of the Beatles and the <laughs> Hendrix style, heavier funk, psychedelic rock stuff. Like, yeah, that's all evident that that's stuff he likes. He just doesn't execute it as well as those other people do. I, I also I mean, think that there's, how do I say this? There's, there's moments here, like you're blending too much. Could be. Where it's just muddy, and also, I'm sorry, the vocals are bad for most of this. <laughs> like, that's the the issue that I have. I mean, he does scream, <laughs> like, and it's, it's very The unpleasant. vocals are actively bad for a lot of this, and yeah. the thing that really pisses me off about it is, like, they don't have to be, because there's times when I can hear right. that he can sing. Right. Like, this isn't like some of the other artists who I've you know, raged against them not being good singers and they're not good singers. He's a good singer who just doesn't do it. Right. And that's frustrating uh, to me. Yeah, so all in all, like, it's a lot to live up to. Like, everything about what Lenny Kravitz should be as an artist, we you just don't get on this record, in my yeah. opinion. And I think it was B was the song on here that just had the super questionable lyrics where he was talking about, like, and I could not believe... I think it was on this record in that song where he had the lyrics about how he could theoretically be a rapist. Oh, yeah, and yeah. like, doing... Like, dude, what are you doing, man? You're writing out of your mind, and that's part of the point of it, I guess. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's rough. Uh, here's what I'll say. I also was really excited when I saw those, mm -hmm. those genres, and I saw that he wrote every... Or he wrote everything, and that he... The only song he didn't write was written by his wife, which was interesting, and you know it shows a lot of closeness. Um, who's now married to Jason Momoa, by the way? Yeah, I I was going to talk about that later. Yeah, actually. which we'll, we'll, we'll I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, but unfortunately, it just it falls so flat to me. Now it doesn't fall flat to everybody. Like this is no. an album that has been acclaimed. <clears throat> um, it's it's in the uh, it's in the book a thousand one albums you must hear before you die. Uh, it it has its moments. However, I just think that the sum of what it's been inspired by, mm -hmm. it's too much, and it just comes out so muddy, like it doesn't have the identity that he wants for it. Or at least it doesn't hold up with that identity. Mm -hmm. Like maybe in 1989, in the early 90s, the, the music scene was obviously different, and maybe it came across in a more concise way. But listening to it now in 2022, it just sounds muddy and not great. Yeah. And I'll take us into five, which 
is long. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'll start with. It's an hour, over an hour, 66 minutes with the, with the regular one. And it's the same for me. I mean, it's just not great. This album did worse. Like, this album was received yeah. critically much right. worse. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because it's very similar, and I think people are sick of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think people are a little bit over the fact, okay, you can sing and you do it like once every two or three songs for like half the song. Yeah. And then the rest of the time you're just yelling and shouting incoherent nonsense. There's a lot more synth, like synthesizer and tape loops on this one. Um, it's it's weird. There's a there's a, a genre here called trip hop. Okay. Which is like nineties hip hop and electronica. That kind of moves yeah. things together, and like, you get that vibe. Uh, Black Velveteen, I think, was the song yeah. where he really kind of went into electronica. Yeah, I, like it's hard because you would ex- I expect more. Um, however, on the the 1999 re-release of Five, that is where you get what I would argue is Lenny Kravitz's most popular song. His, his second cover, most popular song. Well, you think he- Fly Away. I want to get away. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that's you, definitely you, his. Sorry, most you get that on song. this album as well. Which and is then, why it's, right. That's on the song. And then the second most popular his cover of American Woman, Woman. Which is, yeah, um, which is great. That's it's really good, and that's what pisses me off is because he can do really good. Fly Away is also good, but the okay. rest of the album it's good. Okay. See, I I have an issue. That's, oh, I'm not saying this without it. Not without issue. I'm saying. It's good, and that's the best I can right. do for Lenny Kravitz because the rest sure. of it ain't. Yeah. So here's the problem with Fly Away and American Woman being his two biggest hits. Next time Fly Away comes on, just see to yourself if you can sing along the lyrics to American Woman. Oh, I'm sure. And you can. <laughs> like, it's not perfect or anything, <coughs> but they're close enough that you're like, why are his two biggest songs like 85% the same thing? So he's Neon Trees. Uh, yeah, so he is Neon Trees again. <laughs> um, Except at least Neon I Trees mean, wrote both of theirs. Yeah, exactly. So again, this is an album that's ostensibly everything that I want it to be, uh, and it delivers on nothing. Like, it's not bad to listen to. Like, I didn't dislike the album. It It's just yeah. sort of like It did win Neon two Trees. Grammy Awards, too. Sure. With Neon Trees, I didn't have that high of expectations based on what i was expecting and it just met my average expectations everything about what lenny kravitz could do makes me think that he's just not fulfilling his potential on these records i will say there's also another slightly you know we talked about on the first one with the the lyrics Mm -hmm. to be the song if you can't say no is another one where it's like do we want to do we want to maybe revisit that now (laughs) maybe pull that one out of your (laughs) Don't play that one anymore. Just a couple, you know, and we have we have had artists who are much more egregious with that. Like, I'm by no means saying that in any of my research that I did that Lenny Kravitz is anywhere near as problematic with stuff like that as some other artists we've done. I just noticed it for those two songs because we've had sure much worse. And I'm not even talking Ted Nugent. We've had much worse in general. Yeah, sure. For the most um, part, Lenny Kravitz is artistic. He is, like... To be positive here, 
Sure. He is artistic. He's trying different things. He is doing what he wants to do with his music. I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's what, it, like, he, it's almost as though he's trying to cast such a wide net that it only goes a foot deep. Yeah, sure. And that's the problem. Like, he doesn't get good at writing songs in any given genre because he's just <laughs> trying all of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He wants but psychedelia. Anyway, he wants soul yeah, funk. He wants, exactly. you know, R&B. He wants trip hop. Like, all those things. Right. So, here we go. Raise Vibration. I feel mostly similarly for this record. I felt like for the first time there were I had issues with things that he did with his vocals ahead of time uh and or in the previous couple of albums, but never before were there moments where his voice just sounded uncertain of what the melody should be and like maybe not quite right in the key that he wants it to be like there were on this record. Um sure. it just seemed like there were some moments especially early on on this record where I was like does does he know how to sing a melody in this key of the song? <laughs> um, <laughs> and it it wasn't great. Um, and again, but I was mostly unoffended, but also unimpressed. I mean, one thing that was good is I felt like there were maybe more times on a record like this where he was trying to have a message or a point behind his songs. But much like earlier this season when we had Bon Jovi do it, like listening to his lyrics where he was trying to be yeah. a little bit more serious, I kind of was laughing out loud at them because well, they were... <laughs> to be fair to Lenny, he did talk about having some really serious writer's block trying to focus on this album. Sure. So like, I know for me, when I have serious writer's block for songwriting, like I will just write anything that will fit the structure and then right. maybe he forgot. And then just release it. Yeah, he just yeah, exactly. Because like we have Again, a song, like, we have a song right now. It's quote unquote called "Better Day" that we haven't released or anything yet. Sure, but I wrote lyrics for that and was like, I and then I looked at them like yeah. a year later and, and went, no, "I will never not. release this song. I hate it and I want to burn sure. it to the ground." Yeah, I I mean I feel the same way about everything I've ever written or ever will write, but. Yeah, but so does the rest of the world for you. Yeah, so if I, exactly. So if I was going to grade myself, I would also give myself a bad grade. But I'm just saying, like, (laughs) there's nothing special here. But let me say a few nice things, actually, because they're not related to this record at all. And I just did a couple of Six Degrees of Totem Talks little things, because that's fun Uh, to do. Okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, The button, the button, the button. Okay, so Lenny Kravitz has a famous daughter now. You know, she's in things. Zoe Kravitz Kravitz does the acting stuff. She does Uh, the acting stuff. She is currently, I believe, in a television show uh, called High Fidelity. Sure, sure. Which is, of course, based on the film, which is based on the book. Yes, John Cusack film, film, I believe. The film also has Lisa Bonet, who is Zoe Kravitz's mother. Hey. And Lenny Kravitz's former uh, paramour, I believe is the correct word. Yes, Um, sure. Ex-wife. And now, yes, ex-wife. That's what I was thinking of. (laughs) And Lisa Bonet, as you mentioned, is now married to Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa is also a musician who uh, is self-taught and decided to learn music because he was inspired by by listening to Sober by Tool. Whoa. Yes. I'm not finished, though, because High Fidelity, the TV show based on the movie, is based on the book by Nick Hornby, of course. Yes. And Nick Hornby... Uh, co-wrote an album with Ben Folds. Wow. Now I am done. So you didn't like this album. 
I already said everything that <laughs> I, I had know, to say about fair. it. <laughs> uh, here's what I'll say. There's one good song on this entire album, and it's Johnny Cash. It's a slow, reflective song about Johnny Cash, and it just made me want to listen to Johnny Cash. Yeah. The rest happens. of the album was pretty much the same. It was okay. It had its moments. It, the lyrics were cheesy, as Nick mentioned. Cheesier than they had been previously, although the lyrics were never really stand out to me previously. Sure. Mainly because they're hard to understand when you're yelling at me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Johnny Cash was my favorite Lenny Kravitz song we did. Um, but all it did was make me compare him to Johnny Cash. Sure. And yeah. that's not a comparison you're going to win. No. Um, Especially was, not if you're Lenny Kravitz. I mean, was, if you're somebody else, maybe. If you're like the Beatles. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, the Beatles will win that one, but eh, still. We'll see. But it was it was interesting to me that Lenny Kravitz was like talking about the song Johnny Cash and it was clearly a tribute. Like he wrote it to be a tribute to Johnny Cash, saying he met Johnny in June uh in nineteen ninety five when he was flatmates with Vic Rubin. And like there there are moments there. It's a really nice fitting respect and tribute to Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. <laughs> let's uh let's grade him. Okay. So, uh, Lenny Kravitz, I'll say this. He has had sustained success. 100%. Uh, also, a I lot didn't of get different to listen markets. to it before we started, Nick. But you and I, we need to listen to the fact that on uh, Wandering Spirit, Mick Jagger's solo album, Lenny okay. Kravitz was featured on Bill Withers' Use Me. Interesting. Which is on that album. Interesting. So, okay. I don't know if he's singing it or if Mick Jagger's singing it. I would rather I really hear Lenny hope it's sing Lenny Kravitz. It. Yeah, because that's exactly the genre the I said that. that Lenny Kravitz could sing well on. Yeah, I really like. I'm really hopeful that it's not Mick Jagger singing that song. That's why we have I to would listen agree. to it. So, yeah. uh, maybe we'll pop that on in between and just tell okay. our fans if they should listen sure. to it. Fair enough. Okay, so I mean, look, he's selling well all around the world. He's charting all around the world. He had uh, a lot of success. I mean, considering the fact that, like, maybe in the mainstream of songs that he's known for, it's pretty much just, like, uh, maybe Are You Gonna Go My Way, Fly Away, An American Woman. Yeah. Um, there's more to him than that, though. I mean, you got to look at his, his worldwide success that he's had over a long period of time uh, and give yeah. him some credit where credit's due. And a, a not insignificant uh, film career as well. Sure. You're right. He's been in things. Yes, he's been in a few things, which is so. What is that? A what is that in terms of a number? <sighs> what is that in terms of a number? I mean, it's higher than Neon Trees. Oh, for sure. I think it's a couple of points higher. Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to debate if it's average. I was thinking it's probably got to be right around a five, if not. I mean, considering how successful he's been despite not having like the standout hits here and there that have right. been like coming out repeatedly he still has a very large reach of audience around the world sure let's let's give him a 5 let's do it i think he's earned a 5 i agree uh <clears throat> and he has put out 11 studio albums uh and he's sold approximately 40 million albums worldwide which is very really impressive good. to me uh, especially so, since I points. I there's the vast majority of the music that I just don't love. Sure. 
<sighs> so I mean, how many points? Like eleven albums, forty million records. So I he's don't almost du- care. He's I'm not going to do anything the about the music. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think. I think he tries to do too much, but I'm. It's not actively. Mm-hmm. The only Correct. part of it that's actively hurts me is the screamy vocal, because sure. I know he's better than that. <laughs> right. I mean, I think this number has to be in the sixes at least, right? Forty million. It's the 11 lower records. sixes, but yeah, you're not wrong. But it's like I think a solid six three here wouldn't be wouldn't be wrong for him. Ooh, all right. I mean, I was only thinking like a six one or six two, so it's not that far off for me to say a six three. I can live there. I don't love it. I just because okay. I feel like even though we're not giving him any points for a quality bump, like no, we're not taking any points away, but we're definitely not giving him anything. I so agree. it just feels maybe a little high, but if you were that strong yeah. about it, I, I mean, I just felt like with five albums over and forty million sales, <clears> and that's <throat> not including like single sales or anything like that. I no, think, of course not. You know. Of course it doesn't. Right. Well, instrumental it does really doesn't the forty yeah. million? I think the forty uh, million includes does, single sales. It says very specifically on his discography page he has sold a forty million albums alone worldwide, not including singles and video releases. Those I are the exact words. I know. <laughs> so believe uh, that. all right. They're lying. Uh, Instrumental talent. I mean, he can play a lot of things, and he could be a good singer sometimes. But I also feel as though he is a jack-of-all-trades master of none, and that for every good vocal we heard, we heard a really bad vocal. More than one. For every (laughs) good vocal, there was like four or five bad vocals. So I, again, am... I think the one thing that saves his score here, again, is his ability to play several different instruments. Mm-hmm. But it saves it from being a bad score. It doesn't make it a good score. Yeah, I mean, it, you said it yourself. Right in the term, jack of all trades, master of none, mm-hmm. that's a five. And I, yeah, and I highly respect it, but I'm going to give him a five and we're going to move on. Yeah, he pl- if he plays every instrument at a four, right? Sure. he's a five because he plays every mm-hmm. instrument. That's And that's fine. And for songwriting talent, I mean, I think there's there's a lot of give and take here as well because yeah. for he gets all the credit in the world. Like if songwriting talent was based only on how many different genres and styles of music did you try, then he would be a ten. But you also have to arrange those songs well and succeed at all of those different genres and maybe trailblaze a little bit more than I think he did. Uh so for for all of his trying new things. I just don't think that he really got too far in uh, enough to write good, solid songs consistently in any genre. Yeah, I mean, it's there's elements where there's interesting moments. There's some elements of mm-hmm. good, but sure. there's also some elements of bad. There's some clashiness. Right. Um, again, it's you know really perpetuated by the vocal, and I I'm mm-hmm. trying to look past that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, are you not, you're not average here, are you? Are you average? I mean, I was thinking right around a five again because I'm trying to offset the lack of uh, strength in the individual songs with respect for his mashing and blending of every genre. Uh, see, the here's song. my issue. I'm a little below average. I'm not too far below average, but I have to take into account that it, one of his biggest songs is a straight up cover. And his and other biggest other song is very similar like it. to it, as you pointed out. So, like, right. his sustained success in single release and popularity in the mainstream comes from two very similar sounding songs, one of which is not his. 
So, so do you I, want to take it down to like a four eight? Yeah, just a little bit below average. I would be willing to go lower for poetic talent. Yes, it's bad. <laughs> um, it, it, I like I said, he had a very touching tribute to Johnny Cash. Um, and it like I'm gonna be honest with you, if I gave him a full point for that, I would be at a four. Okay, so, so is that what you want? <laughs> I want a like a three four. Three point four. four is fine. I think the lyrics now. are cheesy. I think they're not really the focus at times, and I think that when they are the focus, I wish they weren't the focus, except for Johnny Cash. Fair enough. Now, I have a question for you in terms of X Factor. Yes, he gets X Factor for the dong slipping out on the show. Oh, that wasn't what I was going to ask, actually. That is literally, I've been waiting. So for those of you who don't know, he is performing on stage in a leather ensemble, rocking out Hendrix style, like just loving the crowd, like living the dream, crouches down to do a power strum, pants rip, went commando that day, just phallically flops out onto the stage and then just like zip stands up and does the rest of the song just with his legs together like Beatles style like like 60s legs together the whole way through wow it's worth at least a point of x factor he that's a lot he dropped trow on stage not on purpose it doesn't matter everyone in the world seen his junk well hold on i haven't and (laughs) i was going to say it's probably still googleable if you really want it sure but more important, I was going to say, is the fact that he, one, got uh, has a very famous cover of a Guess Who song, meaning there's a Randy Bachman connection. And we know how important it is to be connected to Randy Bachman on That's this true. Uh, podcast. But two, he is uh, cousins, well, third cousins, uh, with Al Roker. Okay, okay. So I think all of that <laughs> combined gives him a point. All right. I think it's mostly the Al Roker stuff. I think it's mostly the the dong. Well, I mean, we just have different things that we focus on in our lives, I guess. Uh, Nick, you and uh, I both I, know I that think, normally you I focus think exclusively on the dong. about Al Roker. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's let us do Alter Bridge and move on. Before we go into Alter Bridge, I want to let you know that, as suggested, between <laughs> our two artists, between Lenny Kravitz and Alter Bridge, we did go listen to the Wandering Spirits Mick Jagger's version of "Use Me" to see how Lenny Kravitz was utilized. Mick sang the vocals. We immediately turned it off. We don't want to, you don't want to hear Mick Jagger sing Use Me. Go listen to we, Bill Withers sing it. Yeah. It is a hundred times better. We heard two words and it was unbearable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so just, we did that so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. We and do now, a lot of things so you don't have to. That's okay? true. That's really true. But now moving on to Alter Bridge. So Alter Bridge is an American rock band from Orlando, Florida. And they've been active since 2004 to the present day. Hmm. And that's it. And they are Creed. <laughs> you know, I was going to say that's interesting that you say that. I'm trying to remember what year it was that Creed initially broke up. It was, was it 2003. 2004. 2000, it was 2004. So yeah. they broke up in 2003. It became public in 2004. Alter Bridge was the reason it became public. Because all of a sudden, two, at least two members of Creed were... No, I think it's, was, it's, no, no, no. It is Creed. Minus All three of Scott them? Stapp. Is it Scott yes. Phillips too? It's Scott Phillips, Brian Marshall. I knew Brian Marshall uh, and Mark Tremonti. Look, mm-hmm. I, I tried to block it's, out. It's Creed. all of them. Yeah, it's all of them except for except for Scott Stapp. Which makes you wonder, maybe who wasn't getting along in Creed? Yeah, right. Was it maybe Scott Stapp? Was Scott the problem? Uh, well, we'll get to whether or not he was the problem with the music, uh, because this is most of Creed. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and I will go first. But the albums that we did were One Day Remains from 2004, Fortress from 2013, and then Walk the Sky from 2019. Yeesh. Okay. So, 2004, Alter Bridge releases One Day Remains. Everybody in the entire world goes, oh, Creed sounds a little different. Because it's <laughs> just a Creed album. Yeah. Start to finish, it is literally the exact same sound as Creed. So, mm-hmm. Mark Tremonti, Miles Kennedy, Brian Marshall, and Scott Phillips. I don't know what Miles Kennedy did in the writing, but it was overwhelmed by just pure Creed sounds. And not yeah. like the first album Creed sounds where it was a little grungy. 2000, late 2000, or I'm sorry, not late 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s Creed sounds where it was just Creed sounds. You know what I'm talking about? That like, yeah, like, like that sound. I can't even do it. I justice. really like the way that you did it. Well, because I can't be like, because it's not, because I can't, it's not Scott Sapp singing. And that's, I will, that is the one positive for me from this album. Miles Kennedy is a better singer than Scott Sapp. Yep. Not that that is incredibly difficult to do, but he does it and he's a good singer. However, like everything about this album just screams. Mark Tremonti had a bunch of songs slapped together for the next Creed album, then Creed broke up, and he just made an album anyway. That's yes. what it feels like to me. Um, it's it, I feel the same about this as I felt about Creed. It's okay. Um, there's, again, moments throughout where you're questioning if they're talking about religion or if they're talking about something else which is just going to be another really common thing that happens throughout Alter Bridge, although I actually think it answers the question a little more often than not. Um, and and that's all I got. Okay, well, I have very little to add to that. Uh, other than that, I liked it a little better than Creed because I think that Miles Kennedy is an upgrade from Scott Stapp. <laughs> well, yeah, I did say that too, but... Yeah, I am, I am significantly uh, happier to hear Miles Kennedy sing. Than Scott Stapp, his voice is less annoying. I'm happier to hear silence than Scott Stapp most of the time. Uh, fair enough. I mean, I, I I don't even know what else to say because <clears throat> it's it's everything we had to say about Creed. There there's yeah. very little. Go listen um, to the Creed that distinguishes episode, it. yeah, and you will hear what we have to say about all of Alter Bridge. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Take us into Fortress. Sure, I will. I will, and I'll tell you what this. Um, this album starts with what is my favorite moment of the week, which is the intro to the song Cry of Achilles, which has this really lovely acoustic Spanish guitar part, yes. which is just awesome. And, you know, after that, it, the rest of the song was fine. Um, this album does, however, in the metal community, have, like, universal acclaim. Sure. And I actually think that it's pretty understandable. Um I thought this was the strongest overall record of the week, even though it wasn't necessarily for me. This was the record where I looked and I was like, all right, well, I'm. this is never going to be my sound. This is never what I'm going to, um, you know, listen to uh, in my personal life. But I like what is happening on this record in terms of, like, if you're a fan of metal, like, it's it's a little bit more than just Creed at this point. I think Tremonti in the years between 
has definitely gotten stronger and more varied as a songwriter. Um, maybe even like of all the the metal albums we've had to listen to on the podcast, most of the time that goes very poorly unless it's like sort of metal, like Rainbow. Yeah, I mean, compared to the other stuff like Pantera and Slayer and stuff like, like this, I think definitely stands up as probably the strongest, most well constructed set of metal songs that we have listened to and i think that's the nicest i can be about it i think they're written well i think they're really good for the genre i understand why alter bridge is um revered in the community but it's not necessarily um something i would revisit either (coughs) sure okay well i get where you're coming from i agree in principle i think that this album has its moments of strength. It is slightly less Creed than the first album and the third album. Um, <clears throat> okay. Um, in subject matter more than the third album, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, it's, again, it's not super my style as well, just like it's not really your style. Uh, I think the prog metal genre uh, listing here is what really saves it for the two of us. Yeah, because yeah, we are fans of prog metal. I yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, uh, again, Miles Kennedy sounds good. I think that this album, you're starting to get references to him, and I say that in quotes. References to like you know a higher power. So like the first album sounded like Creed sonically. Mm-hmm. This album is where you're starting to even more like. Was that about God? Because again, I don't, as far as I can see, Alter Bridge, just like Creed, never really comes out and says whether or not they're a religious band. Sure. Which is fine. I'm not against that at all. It it makes you question. Um, I understand why this is so strong in the metal genres, because Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of metal gets to be a little too heavy for the masses. Sure. You know, and we've done a little bit of that as on on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Whereas I never think this gets there. Um it's only I mean it's also it has the hard rock classification. I would say that it's maybe like if I had to classify this, I, my first thought wouldn't be heavy metal. My first okay. thought would be yeah. like hard rock. Like harder yeah. rock. <laughs> but I guess there is no harder rock, so it classifies itself as heavy metal. Uh but I will say 62 minutes, man. Sure. Jeez. It's a long time. It's a long time it's to listen to something time. that you're not particularly into. Yeah. And it's the third. It's the. This is my eighth album of the week. I listened to them in the order we did them. And I, you've heard me talk about the other seven albums. So, like, I'm not loving where I'm at mentally. Yeah. So, I took a whole day between this album and the next album. Right. I took a whole 24 hours. And I was like, I need to really erase my mental space going into Walk This Guy, which, again, is alternative metal, progressive metal, hard rock. And it's right. an hour long. And this album was okay, which is the same thing I've said about the other albums. So not much has changed. What I will say yet again, this is the album that lyrically sounds the most like Creed. Because mm-hmm. this is the album where there is way more heavy influences to religion. 
So you have Godspeed, you have Indoctrination, you have Walking on the Sky, Dying Light. All of these have heavy religious themes. Alter Bridge is known for it. Walk the Sky, the album cover, is very Rapture-esque. Mm-hmm. Like, all of the imagery, all of the lyrics are pointing you in that direction. And that's, again, yeah. I'm not saying it like it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it like it is what is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yet again, you're getting a little bit of a heavier sound than Creed put out. Um, I think because if they made Scott Stapp sing metal, like, your speakers would explode because there would just been mud happening. Yeah, Miles Kennedy with a cleaner voice is able to produce the metal sounds that you need. Uh, it's again, it's okay because I'm not, I'm not wowed at any point. Right. Um, I also like listening to Alter Bridge has made me like Mark Tremonti a little less. Mm, and here's what I'll say, because I remember you and I talking about how Mark Tremonti was lifting Creed up. Sure. And now he was like the, the bright spot in Creed and how he had a lot of potential and was using it. And this was his chance I mean, to use it. I mean, a lot of people believe that he did. Sure. I, like I said, I mean, he's highly, highly regarded. And I'm not, I'm not saying that any of it's bad. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that the potential that I heard in Creed, I just never got in Alter Bridge. Mm. I thought it was good prog metal at times. It, was, it wasn't great prog metal. No. Um, I thought that with a stronger vocalist, I was really excited to see what Mark Tremonti came up with and just, I, yeah. it just felt like more of the same, maybe a little bit more growth. Sure. Um, I, I guess when you, when you keep the, the band playing under what's happening the same, how much can you expect to have changing with sure, just the I mean, vocalist? Changing? Here, I'm holding out hope for when style. we eventually get to Mark Tremonti's solo career. Yeah, or the band Tremonti. The band or the Tremonti. band Tremonti. It's, it's different. Like his maybe... solo career, I'm glad that you brought that up. So he doesn't have any solo albums out. It's just the three bands. However, later this year, he is releasing his first solo, solo album as just Mark Tremonti. And it's Mark Tremonti Sings Frank Sinatra. What? It's Mark Tremonti Sings. And it is a charity album that he's doing with the surviving members of Frank's orchestra. Uh where a hundred percent of all the proceeds will go to the National Down Syndrome Society. So I love that. Yeah, that's cool, right? I love that, and I can't <laughs> wait to listen to that for sure. Because um, he actually sings a song on uh, "Walk the Sky." Yes, he, he does sings sing lead, lead vocals on "Forever Falling," and Mark yeah. Tremonti can also sing like yeah. better than Scott Stapp, which really <laughs> makes you question a lot. Yeah. Um, but seriously, so like, hopefully, when we get to Tremonti the band. That is where the light bulb will go off for me because sure. I'm left the same way. I it's, hear... it's a different group. It, it is a different group of people. Sure, and that maybe, so maybe that'll, that'll be better help. because yeah. I I'm just hearing again. He's good. He has moments where he sounds really good to great at times, mm-hmm. but I'm not hearing the hype. Sure, because I understand. I know there's hype around Mark Tremonti. I know. Right. I if I know the guitarist's name going into something, there's hype around them. Sure. Like, and that's fair. That's just what yeah. it is. If I know your name before I'm doing your band, I, I'm not. I'm not that guy. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> you ain't that guy, pal. I'm not that guy. Sure. Like, if I know your name, it's because I've been told your name. Understandable. Like I know. Like I am to vocalists what you are to guitarists. What where, I am to. I'm just a nerd. I just. You're uh, a freak of. nature. I just sit around and, and read about everyone. Over you're a freak and, of nature in a good way, I and I love you for it. Thank you. 
Um, but yeah. All right. So look, I have it. nothing really to add to Walk the Sky. I liked it in the same way that I liked Fortress, uh, in that that way that I'll never really listen to it again of my own volition. But during the hour that I had to listen to it, there were things that I could appreciate. Yeah. And it was an album where I said, like, okay, people who like this genre, I understand why you'd like Alter Bridge. Uh, sure. But that's it for me. And again, so I get just, it. Uh, let's grade them. Yeah. Let's grade them. Uh, and, I mean, it's interesting. We didn't cover what I would have thought of as their biggest hits. Yeah. So, I mean, the song that I knew uh, coming into this was Rise Today, mm-hmm. which I think is a really excellent song. Uh, and things that you know charted all over the, the yeah US the fact that we didn't get stuff. Blackbird was surprising to me yeah just based yeah on, exactly you know, we which it makes sense that we didn't but it was interesting right and then they had a number one uh, U.S. mainstream rock hit with Isolation in 2010 like they've got a bunch of top 40 songs on the the mainstream <laughs> and alternative rock charts <clears throat> right um not necessarily on the regular Billboard 200 um. But on those on the rock, uh, you know, sub one hundreds or whatever yeah. you want to call them, they they definitely have a lot of consistent success and top forty songs with all their records from there. I mean, here's what it's going to boil down to: they're not as popular as Creed. What did we give? Definitely Creed? not. Uh, that's a good question. And a six point two is the answer. Sure, and I would say they are at least two points under Creed. Yeah, I think Alter Bridge falls somewhere in between our other two artists. I think yeah. they're known in the community definitely for sure uh and they've had success in the rock and and medley communities in the time that they've been sure successful but if you asked a bunch of random people who weren't specifically into those genres of music to to name who walter bridge was or to understand that there was any relationship to creed or who mark tremonti is they might not really know that stuff yeah so i'm in between i could be in between a three and a half and a four and a half uh Okay. I mean, I was going to go, I was thinking in the three somewhere. Um, Which is a three and a half would be fine. Three and a half. Okay. You that's got it. that's fine. Like, that's the the range that I was in. It could have been any of those numbers. Okay. A three and a half works. You got it. The breadth of work is six records. Six records. No have, sales bump, really. They have one gold. They have one gold and then several British silvers. Yeah, they have three British silvers, which is a much lower threshold. Yeah. And I think the music, again- doesn't hurt but was, doesn't help was solidly there so i would yeah. be willing to give them like a 5.1 let's give them a 5.09 and round that to a 5.1 okay sure in That's my heart that feels better yeah now i will say for sure and it's not even close they best were the best group of instrumentalists that we yes. listened to this week <clears throat> like there's no debate there uh for even sure. though there was you know Perhaps, like, all the hype that we've built up around Tremonti without getting, like, all these insane moments where, like, on every song you're like, wow, wow, wow. I mean, like, he's still really good. He's Yeah, he's really um, good. I'm just, the amount of hype around him and how much potential I heard in him and Creed, like, I'm just not hearing the, the reward sure. of that with Alter Bridge. I mean, I wouldn't leave the sixes, though, for a group that, that's playing music that's, like, this uh, difficult. And playing it that no, way. but it's but exactly that. I wouldn't leave the sixes, which I could have been talked into. You wanted to you wanted to have a six. I, what you wanted a six? I'm oh, I can live with a six. Yeah, I mean I'm fine with. I was in the low sixes, but yeah, I'm saying like yeah. just as you said, like I wouldn't leave the sixes, meaning I wouldn't go lower. I'm yeah. saying with like with what I would have hoped would be a band like this, 
who obviously had issues with their lead singer mm-hmm. moved on and it's completely changed the the band like you became a new band like this yeah. isn't creed but they replaced scott stapp but it is and that's what annoys me because you the three of you decided to bring in miles kennedy and form an entirely new group i feel like there was a missed opportunity here a where huge... they should have named they should have named themselves creed <laughs> like with the question mark at yeah. the end <laughs> right but i mean that's the thing like you made a point to disassociate yourself from creed mm-hmm. and then released songs very similar to creed sure all right well, are we talking about songwriting talent now have we just given them a 6.2 for instrumental and we're moving on yeah let's give them a 6.2 okay the songwriting though i i also think that there is the least to pick apart here with this group of the of the ones that we listen to yeah, because of the, of the, uh, the individual song sure. construction, I think, is definitely the strongest. Yes, I I've mentioned my issues. I just was mentioning mm-hmm. them there. Like, yep. you made a point to disassociate yourself from Creed. You then release a bunch of songs that sound like Creed, especially on that first album. Yeah. And moving past that first album, like I didn't listen to because you know it didn't dictate it, but I didn't listen to Blackbird, all of Blackbird, or AB Three. Mm-hmm. Like I have listened to Rise Today. Rise Today is the song, yeah. Yeah, I've Which heard is, Rise it's a really Today. good song. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know about the other songs how Creed esque they were. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was just that first album or if there was a a period of time when they were just Creed again. Who's well, to say? Who's to say? I mean, anybody who listened to the which we were not. So where where do you want to go for songwriting talent? Honestly, I would be okay sitting right around the average again here. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm probably right around a five. I think that mm-hmm. the good moments are overshadowed by again just the lack of achieving the potential. Okay. Yeah, and be, you know, setting themselves <clears throat> in the shadow of their previous group intentionally yeah. on that first record. That's fair. Poetic talent. This one was the least actively bad. Yeah. Um, so well, actually, no, no, no. Neon Trees wasn't actively bad. I was just thinking of Lenny Kravitz. Really. Here's here's where I'll. I'll I'll say, I feel like I'm going to echo myself from the Creed episode yet again. Sure. I feel like they get a little bit of a bump from me for making you question the song every time. Because they've never come out and said that they're a religious band and they've never really talked about it. All of the religious imagery makes you think they are and they've kind of just kind of skirted it, which makes you be like, oh, is this religion or is this something else? Like, at least they're making you listen to it critically. Sure. What does that turn uh, into as a number for you? I still think it's at best average. And I because think I don't think there's fine. anything crazy happening here. No, I mean I think Creed was otherwise like there were some problems with their lyrics. There were problems here. with Creed lyrics yeah. that I didn't necessarily get with Alter Bridge. Yeah, I agree. Um so I'll give them the five again. Yeah, I guess. Unless there's anything else that you can think of. No. Um so as far as X Factor goes, I will say they are also um, involved in charity stuff. They are like they're partnered with, or they partnered with the Wheelchair Foundation, um, trying to get wheelchairs to to people who needed them but can't afford them. Well, and did uh, you mostly see in developing nations and stuff like that? Go ahead. They joined the Wheelchair Foundation and the DC Three Music Group along with Scott, Scott Stapp, Stapp Godsmack. Yeah. David Archuleta and New Kids, and on, new the kids block. on the Block. Uh. Uh. Who we ranked very recently as our favorite band that we ever did yeah. on the show. And by favorite, you mean the opposite of that. Oh. 
right. Yeah. <laughs> Just had to dunk on them real quick. Fair enough. Um, they also were in, I believe, Guitar Hero Live. Okay. I believe it was Guitar Hero Live that uh, that Alter Bridge was on. So they also were in a Battle of the Fans poll uh, for Fuse TV, uh, where they defeated Avenged Sevenfold, Linkin Park, and Three Days Grace, two artists we've also done on, uh, to win the Battle of the Fans poll for that. I don't know what any of this means. I mean, like, there's <laughs> something here, but I don't think it's that much. Interesting. Also, apparently there was something that happened in, on... It was, so their album, Live from Amsterdam, was mm. released via Amazon.com, and it was in their bestsellers in music videos and concerts chart in eight hours, rising ahead of Michael Jackson and Bon Jovi to number one, where, where it remained, remained for, for several, several weeks. weeks. Now, here's what I'll say. That is what sports like to call colorful stats. As sure. in... Like, oh, this is the greatest NBA player who manages to score 12 points with two assists in eight minutes of play. Yeah, like, right, right, right. You're just adding specific things together to make him number All one. All these qualifiers like, are Number involved, one yeah. in the bestsellers in music videos and concerts chart. Yeah, because it yep. just came out and Michael Jackson's concerts were not out in, yep. in 2009. Guess what? He wasn't doing concerts in October 2009. He was dead. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, actually, there's one other thing that we should mention. Okay. So their song "Blackbird" was yeah. named the greatest guitar solo of all time by guitarist. Their song "Blackbird." Yeah, the the guitar solo in that was by the monthly magazine guitarist, named the greatest guitar solo of all time. Okay, well then here's what happens now. Okay. I will listen to that and hope that that unlocks the potential for Tremonti that I have been hoping for yeah. since the first Creed album. Yeah, you may you may well find it there. Maybe so the, all that stuff. Maybe combined, that's what it is. Does it get them close to a point, or yeah, I think what are like we a point five. Point five for the charity stuff, honestly. <laughs> like, okay, you got the Amazon no, I think, stuff. I nothing. think having one of your solos uh, ranked as the greatest of all time, I think, then we'll give them a point six. Oh, okay. Because I think point five for, for the charity stuff. I like. I think a half a point for that yeah. charity work. Okay. I then like I to. Have I like to make people like if any but any artist listen to us. Yeah. I hope that they're inspired to do in charity. Yeah. Like, if any artist's like, oh, man, I got to get my charity stuff up, I'll feel like we won. Fair enough. I think that's good. And, Pat, what a final score set we have today Ugh. here, man. This is going to be wild. I'm sure it will be. But I got a third place uh, finisher first. I should read you that so you can hear it. Yeah, I did not know that you. I'm, so what happened was in during the break, we listened to Use Me. On the and same you muted thing. your little soundboard. And I yeah. very quickly muted it because it was so bad. Fair enough. Not Bill Withers again, Mick Jagger. Right. You loser. Yeah, it's Neon Trees uh, with a 16.4. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah. And now well, Pat, everybody talks, babe. That's right. Uh, there was a point one separation between oh, our no. top. Between our first and second place, artists. I take back what I said about the point six. I take it back. I'm, I'm, oh no! And winning Ugh. this week's episode, winner, winner, chicken dinner, is Lenny Kravitz with no. a twenty-five point five. What? Yes. Alterbridge had a twenty-five point four. Wow! 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 Uh, wow! 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 Okay. Yep. Came down to the point one. Well, just goes to show you that we have no idea what we're doing. That's true. <laughs> I mean, no, listen, honestly, sure. I get it. I get I get it. 
All right. Okay, that happened. Congratulations, that's, that's Lenny. An episode. Uh, I want to, I, Lenny Kravitz, you won this episode because your dick flopped out on stage. Uh, you are not wrong. I'm not wrong. Like that's, that is what happened. All of your accomplishments, which we listed and are many and, and crazy and kudos to you and your career and way to keep it consistent. But that close of a score, that's the separator, my friend. Yep. Uh, so come back next week and, uh, you'll get to hear us talk about REO Speedwagon. What a! I can't yep. even. Okay. What do there I even we, say? I don't know. Just say Ugh. it's time for us to go. And uh... thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, what an interesting episode! You know what? The episode was more interesting than listening. I'll tell you that. Uh, for sure. <laughs> and listening, uh, boring. Hopefully, y'all are enjoying yourselves. Stay safe and have a great day. <laughs>